I'm Jamie Nye. This is the Green Zone on a Thursday afternoon. As you're hearing, you might want to get the snowblowers and the shovels ready with a special weather statement from Environment Canada. A big snow dump might be coming this weekend. I, I'm pretty sure this happened on the first weekend of the Briar in 2018, too. I, I, I think there was a day where I parked the car ready for the Briar on a Saturday or a Sunday morning for the draws, and I came out to, well, that parking lot was a mess. If if I remember correctly, and it might uh, history might repeat itself uh, this weekend as we get set for the Briar. Well, underway for the National Football League is the NFL Combine. It is where they get run through their 40-yard dash, their three-cone drill, broad jumps. They get measured with their arm length, hand size, wingspan, body mass index, all of it, and interviewed to get ready for the NFL draft. Our next guest has lived through it. Drafted in the seventh round in the National Football League. And, of course, a star for your Saskatchewan Rough Riders returning the ball is Mario Alford. Uh, Mario, thanks for your time. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. How y'all doing? Very well. First off, let's start here at home in Saskatchewan. Re-upped uh, for the 2024 season on a one-year contract extension. Was it an easy contract to sign once you uh, got to know Corey Mace a little bit better? Well, yeah, pretty Pretty much, you know, obviously from, you know, money standpoint, you know, not, it's not all about money, obviously, but, you know, at the same time, we got to live too and make a living. But, yeah, Corey Mace, man, why not? You know, why not be back there with somebody like that guy, man? You you know, I really don't know him personally, but um, just everybody I talk to, just, just great guy and just competitive, just got that competitive drive. And someone, you know, we need that dog and we need that, that that alpha male and that's going to lead us. So I'm very excited. When you look at what has already done in free agency and everything else uh, with the Rough Riders, how excited are you for a potential turnaround in 2024 with the Riders? Man, it is. You know, we had a successful, successful um, free agency, and um, I'm I'm excited, man, with the guys we got on the roster and. Um, a lot of big names on Boston, man. I'm, I'm very excited to get to work and see what this year brings. I'm interested, Mario, in your experience as the NFL Combine starts. Um, how intense is it? Like, can you take us back? You're 23 years old. You're at West Virginia. You're trying to impress for the National Football League draft. How much pressure are on these young athletes this week to perform at the Combine? Man, it's a lot of pressure. It's your resume, you know. It's, it's everything you you lived for, everything you worked for from you know from ground up since you was four, three, four years old, you know. So it's a lot of pressure. Like, I mean, it's it is is a lot of pressure. I'm not even gonna sit up there and say it's not no pressure because you know you got all eyes on you from the from the owner to the GM to the head coach and to the to the coaching staff of you know. Or the NFL, so I mean the pressure is on you. So it's 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 very it's it's very um fun. It's fun and it's it's very. I, I tell you, it's, it is rough. Like you just know you have to. You got to get that sleep. You got to be on your A game with everything. You know you're gonna you're gonna drop balls here and there. You're gonna have 
little, you know, tweaks here and there, especially during, you know, during the drill and stuff. But, you know, just, just leave it all on the line. You know, it was a great experience for me and uh, one that I'll never, never forget. When you go, is it more nerve-wracking than even a game? Like, a game is just natural. You study the film and everything else. Is it more? Was it more nerve-wracking standing ready for a forty-yard dash than it was going against a guy who wants to punish you on the field? Hey, yeah, it's, it's way more nerve-wracking because you know it's it's everything individual out there. You know when you when you're going against you know foot, the the your opponent on you know with your team, it's it's all it's one team, but. Everything you do out there is individual and all eyes on you, so it's yourself, you know. So it's it's very nerve-wracking, especially, you know, when you get ready to run your 40 and all eyes are going to be on you. So it's, I mean, it's very nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie. Well, what was it like when you ran a four-four-three at the NFL Combine? You didn't keep that time. You elected to run again at your pro day and cut it down to a four-two-seven. Um when you saw four four three, were you like, "Come on, I can run faster than that"? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, man, it's honestly, but like, I'm just gonna say this. When I was training out at IMG, great place, great, great place out down there in Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy, great place. I never regret what I trained for. But but my coach, who was training me for the uh, my forty had me coming out in a track stand as far as dragging my feet. But when I was taught not to drag my feet, my time was way faster. Like I, like you saw at the, at the, uh, at my pro day, my second time. So I think dragging my feet kind of screwed me up. Like if you know what I mean, when you first come out the block, you kind of drag, drag your toes a little bit the first few steps before you instead of coming out with power when um when i like i did at the pro day in west virginia i should have did that at the combine so i think that kind of i'm not making excuses but i think that that's that's what's different between the combine and my pro day well it's it's great but the the amount of information about you you we can find because you did your pro day and your combine like it's down to the split. Like I can see you ran one five in a, your first ten yards and one one six four in your first ten yards at the NFL Combine. Like, is it weird that I know your body mass index on your Combine day in 2015 on how much information they gather from you that week? Man, they know from everything to they know from your sisters, your brother, your your ancestor. They know everything about you before they even before you even interview it's like a, a complete interview that's all it is it's an interview that's it it's a it's a straight interview and a resume of yourself from when you were little they knew they knew the they knew when i even got stopped for traffic stop not you know got speed tickets back in the day like they knew everything <laughs> what are the interview process like like how intimidating man. is that to be in the room man. with with how man, much information so they have on you? Yeah, man, it's crazy because you walk in, you you walk in with coaches like you know, you know, few of the the, the the like you walk into the room with the head coaches, the coaching staff, the general manager, all of them in this one room, and you being there by yourself, like 
by yourself and they just talking to you about life and your family and what can you help do to help this team. I mean, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's like they, they, they hammer you down. They hammering you down. So like I said, it's, it's fun and it's, it's a hell of a experience. So I never regret it, but you know, it's, it's very, it's intimidating. Any, any was there any wild questions they they fired at you, Mario? Sometimes we hear some stories from players saying they asked me about this, which I didn't even know what to say as an answer. Well, no, it just it just they ask you questions like like I said about a speeding ticket I got back in a long time ago when I was in probably high school or so, and they asked me about the speeding ticket. I'm just like, geez, how do y'all know about the speeding ticket? You know, it's <laughs> stuff like that, but it, it is crazy. Well, for those who don't know, NFL staffs, it is insane. They usually have yes. former police officers, part of their security team, who know police officers. From, they have connections that, to look up. They just type Mario Alfred in the system. Oh, yeah, he was filed right. under this on this day. And Okay, thank you. Put that in the back pocket for his interview coming up at the Combine. Couldn't, it's insane. It's a little crazy, Mario, how much they know about you. It, it's crazy. It's nuts. I'm like, geez, how y'all know I got this? And, and then you get nerves like, damn, would that, would that speeding taking affect me and stuff like that, you know? But you were drafted uh, seventh round. Let's take us down a few months later. You had to wait, but what was it like when you finally got the call? Man, it, I was with my family in the hotel. It was, I was at West, I was at, I was in West Virginia when I had my watch. You know the little watch thing, draft my draft, drafting thing. So it was it was emotional. You know, I felt like I should have got drafted. You know, way higher than what I did. But you know, it is what it is. And um, but no, it was it was, it was very. It was, I was very thankful and very blessed to get the get the opportunity of a lifetime, something you dreamed about, and you know, with my family. You know, I cried like a baby. You know, it's something special man i'll never forget that day it was, it was very beautiful mom and siblings and stuff with there so it was nice well mario thanks for sharing some of those stories on how intense uh, these what these young men are going through right now in the national football league and at the combine and i know uh, rider nation's grateful uh, that you've uh, ended up in saskatchewan to return the ball as well as you have over the last two years oh yeah i appreciate that thanks for your time mario all right, thank you. That's Mario Alford, Saskatchewan Rough Rider return man on, yeah, his NFL Combine experience. <laughs> it's, it is a bit insane on the due diligence and how deep they go to find anything. As he said, they try to make you crack. They just put as much pressure on you, see how much you can gather, and just to see how you'd... And then they have their own evaluation team by team on how they did in the interview process. But I I wouldn't – it would be weird. Like he said, like, I was 17. That was like six years ago. I got a speeding ticket. What the heck is going on here? Uh, but now there's a little bit of an inside story on what goes on with the NFL Combine. Now coming up here on the Green Zone, we're going to preview the Briar. With Russ Howard, TSN analyst at 535 on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.
Jamie and I with the Air in the Green Zone. Still coming up, the Russ Howard will be here from TSN. Gave us a great preview of the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. I know he'll uh, do it again with the Montana's Briar. I'm I'm having troubles not saying Tim Hortons. It, it was Tim Hortons Briar for a while, uh, but just like we had to get you when Labatt, it was Labatt Briar. That's what I grew up with. Then Timmy's bought the rights, and now uh, Montana's and their parent company uh, have the naming rights for the Briar and the National Men's Championship. Russ Howard won two of them in '87. And 93, and of course, an Olympic gold medalist with the defending champion, uh, Brad Gushu. But this news just uh, breaking this hour is Brian Mulroney, former prime minister, has died at the age of 84. His daughter, Carolyn, made the announcement uh, today, surrounded by family. Brian Mulroney, of course, served as prime minister of Canada. From 1984 in that election all the way until his resignation, he stepped down uh, before the election. Kim Campbell took over, and Jean Chrétien would later win that election, but served from 84 to 1993 as the Prime Minister of Canada, was the leader of the PC party, was started in 1983. And then a year later became the Prime Minister of Canada. He's the 18th Prime Minister. We'll have more on this story throughout the evening. As the sad news, former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney has died today at the age of 84. Time now for the Green Zone One Minute Drill, the latest in sports. Busy night in the National Hockey League. The Toronto Maple Leafs take on the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes have lost 13 straight games. Also in the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks take on the LA Kings. The Canucks are tied with the New York Rangers atop the standings in the NHL. Also with the Toronto Maple Leafs, their head coach Sheldon Keefe was fined $25,000 for yelling at the referees in Toronto's 6-2 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. He was actually kicked out of that game. And the four-year-old son of Toronto Blue Jays reliever Eric Swanson has been discharged from pediatric intensive care in Florida, the Jays pitcher left the team days ago when his son Toby was hit by a car in Clearwater Beach and was airlifted in critical condition. Uh, he's out uh, away from the team for an indefinite period of time to be with his young son. But uh, good news, discharged from pediatric intensive care in Florida. Coming up next, Russ Howard, a two-time Briar champion, will preview the Briar next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm Jamie and I. Welcome to the Green Zone. We're getting set. We'll be there live tomorrow, 2 to 6. The Montana's Briar gets going. We'll be just broadcasting outside the Brandt Center. We'll make it easy for you. Uh, when you walk between the Brandt Center and the Patch, that's where you find us uh, tomorrow, ahead of uh, the 6 o'clock draw to get the Briar uh, started as Brad Gushu looks to defend his title. And for a preview, we turn to TSN curling, curling analyst, Russ Howard joining us once again. Russ, thanks for your time again. You bet. So, you know Brad. Um, You curled with him. You won Olympics uh, with him. Uh, And he's had a pretty good season yet again. 
are you considering him the easy favorite for this Montana's Briar? Well, that's a great question. Uh, uh, Brendan Botcher's had a slightly better year uh, on paper, but as we all know, it's not played on paper. Uh, Botcher's won before, but not necessarily with his team. But he's got he's got an unbelievable team. Uh, Brett Gallant, who used to be with uh, Brad, is over on Botcher's team. So Mark Kennedy, I'm high on him. So I like both those teams, but you, you never, ever, ever count out Brad Gushu. And he's played more this year, which I like. Some years he. You know, if he's team Canada, he kind of plays four or five events, knowing he's in uh, the Canadian Championship this year. He played quite a bit more. I think that helps him. Um, what happens is these top teams are probably going to make the top three in each pool. Uh, there's about a, I'd say, eighty percent chance at least, and then they know what to do once they get to the sudden death games, and it makes a big difference. It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean their head and shoulders better than anybody else, but it's a little bit like a Jennifer Jones. She raises her level a little bit when she has to, and some of the teams that are maybe new to a playoff sudden death situation for the Canadian Championship maybe lower their level a couple of points, and that's all it takes. You know, you miss a half a shot here and a half a shot there, and you lose. Um, when you, you mentioned Brendan Botcher, uh, the the top ranked team when it looks at the rankings coming in, he's made two finals, two semifinals uh, this season with the the national and the or, sorry the tour challenge and the Canadian Open is where he made those finals. Um, we saw a team in Rachel Holman win the Scotties in their second year with Tracy Fleury in a new roster. Is this is similar to Brendan Botcher, isn't it? Did it just take a year for them to mesh, gel, get together, and now look out for this Briar? Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it, it's not always that way. Sometimes you have a honeymoon period the first year and you get worse after that, or, or it takes two or three years. Uh, the best team I ever played with was, was Wayne Madaw, Pete Corner, and my brother. And we didn't win a nickel for five bond spiels. And we're like, well, you know, what's going on? And then we won a big spiel, and then we won another spiel, and then we went to four briars in a row and, and did really well. And you'd have to think year one, <clears throat> you could kind of throw it away. And uh, moving Tracy Flurry um, from skip to third just made so much sense for home. And then it, it's, it's hard to explain to people. When you're, when you're curling, you know, 90%, how do you get to 91? It's that's it's like golf, right? It, you can break. It's easy to go from 100 to 90, but it would be hard to go from 70 to 60. <laughs> and it's it's kind of the same in, at this uh, at this level with the elite teams in Canada. You, it's just one little thing that can make a difference. And just that second year for Bodger, I think they're their buddies on and off the ice. I think that's important. Um, and they'll be they'll be very tough. It's you know it's not just the two of them, but. They would be two that I would be absolutely shocked if they weren't uh, there at the end of it. Russ Howard, to preview of the Briar, of course, uh, we see directional sweeping in the women's game and the men's game, but uh, how much does a, a duo like Benny Hebert and Brett Gallant up front for Brendan Botcher and then for Brad Gushu to have E.J. Harden and Jeff Walker manipulate the stone down the ice? Yeah, a wonderful question because that's the part of the game that's really changed. We We did not know that back in our day. And uh, if you can make a rock, you know, curl a couple inches on a draw, you know, left or right, these guys should miss. You know, the ace is so good. If you throw the right weight, you've got the broom in the right spot. They're making shots, you know, come around tap backs that we were hoping to hit half a rock and maybe stay or roll out. Now they're hitting them dead on. And um, the brushing, you cannot compete at this level, male or female, without great brushers. 
And Russ, when you look at this field, uh, of course, we talked about uh, Gushu and Botcher, but there's one pool, and it's the one pool the Saskatchewan is in, where they have four of the top seven teams in the country with Gushu, McHugh, and Cooey, and then look out for Aaron Slachinski, who's you know the seven-ranked team uh, coming in to this uh, briar. How tough will pool B be uh, for Mike McHugh and Saskatchewan to come out of there? Yeah, very, uh, very. Shalinski's had a wonderful year. And like you say, Kui Gushu, like, whoops, there's only three spots available, right? So, uh, it, 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 for Mike, you know, and you've got Tremblay from Quebec, you've got Manuel from Nova Scotia, same situations you just mentioned, did pretty good last year. And if you look back at their record, they were close in a lot of games. Now it's their second year. So they'll be better too. They're the type of team I'll guarantee you knock off somebody good. Um, so you're right. There's only three spots left. Uh, so a guy like McEwen, I think what he's got to do is you got to win the right ones in this pool system. Now there's only seven games. And if you say everybody's going to lose to Gush and Cooey, which isn't true, but let's just freeze him out. If you're going to beat the two lowest seeds, everybody does that. Now you're down to about a five team pool and you only got four games because you're one of the teams. You, you have to win the right game. So, the, the game against Shalinski, for instance, could be for all the marbles. It doesn't matter whether it's this weekend or next weekend. Right? How, You've got to win that right one. How much do you do you like it or hate it, hate it that McEwen has to start this weekend? He takes PEI first, but then he's got Gushu and Kevin Cooey back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. I could argue that's a good idea. The PI game, and I don't want to jinx them because you know what happens in curling, <laughs> but they should, they should get through in that one. Uh, and then you got, you know, you're getting used to the ice, getting used to the rocks, getting used to the whole situation, the big crowd, you know, all of a sudden Mike, everybody's cheering for Mike and he doesn't even live here. So, uh, there's all those little factors and you get that under your belt and then go after Cooey and Gushu, you know, um, I think it's a good time. I really do. I, I, I think both Gushu and Cooey, your odds of playing them earlier are slightly better than later. So I I need to ask, um, Glenn's playing second, Russ. Why isn't he sweeping? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he might be a worse pressure than I am. That's that's quite a statement. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'll play. Just I'll give you a scoop. I, I'm positive he won't play second. <laughs> if, if Glenn plays, and I haven't even talked to him because, you know, I'm just trying to leave him alone. Um, I'm trying not to be a commentator. Uh, yeah. with Un- unbiased um, commentator, even though there's Scott and Glenn Howard on the ice for Ontario this week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a hard thing to do. Uh, Glenn, Glenn's knee's so bad, I, he hasn't even practiced that I know of, unless he did it this past week, because he, he coached uh, Jennifer Jones right to the bitter end, so... And uh, his knee's very bad. So if Glenn played, and I'm putting words in his mouth, uh, he would only play lead, and he maybe skipped the team. But he told me um, he told me earlier in the year uh, that, that his knee was so bad that he would skip, and Scotty would throw last rocks. Therefore, Scotty had to sweep and throw last rocks, and that didn't seem to work. And as soon as Scotty saw the rocks come at him as a skip and throw last rocks, that's when the magic seemed to happen. So I'm just guessing i don't want to i don't want to i don't know but i'm just guessing that he glenn either will not play at all or if he does he'll uh he'll throw lead rocks well they have uh they have, matt, they have matt cam as well uh aboard yeah, yeah. that's a great pickup and scotty's familiar with matt over the years so it's a it's a that's a good move 
as we talk to Russ Howard ahead of uh, the uh, Briar. A couple of names we haven't even uh, mentioned yet is, of course, uh, Team Carruthers with Brad Jacobs throwing rocks, Matt Dunstone, both teams out of Manitoba. Uh, two teams you can't ignore either in this fantastic field we have at the Briar. It's crazy deep. And the, the only thing I don't like about this format is that you only get three teams at each pool because in, I, I'm just looking at it. There's definitely four great teams in each pool. One of them's going home minimum. And then you got the Schneiders and the Grattons and the Tromblays and the uh, Manuels that uh, could sneak in there too. So, yeah, it's, it's ideally in the perfect world you have uh, around Robin, you play everybody, but there's just too many teams now. And uh, so it's, it's tricky because. Whatever pool you're in, you decide that's the hardest pool, <laughs> and uh, and away you go. But like like last week's a good example that the gold, silver, and bronze teams all came out of the same pool, right? You had Jones, Holman, and um, uh, Manitoba. Mm-hmm. No, and, and, Kate and Cameron. And yeah. Kate, so thank you, Kate. And uh, so it, I I personally think these two pools are almost identical, which which is fantastic. But uh, again. There's only three going to make it, not four. And as we learned at the Scotties, better be pretty good on those last stone draws. It might just be the difference whether you're in the playoffs or not. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, eh? that was crazy. There, there's there's a good good example with a short pool like that. When you break it into two, you only play the the what is it eight games. Um, you're bound to end up with that situation. There's seven teams in that pool of nine. Seven of the nine, when the round robin ended, seven of them are still alive until they started doing the math. And then you know, Kate, Kate got in there, or um, Kate Malaz got in on the draw the button. But it, you don't really have enough time to separate yourself. So not only do you have to win minimum four, probably five at least to get in, you also have to beat the right guys. Like, for instance, uh, if we're picking you know, the home team, Mike, if McEwen loses to Solinsky, he's now one game behind him. He's only got, let's say it's day one. I don't know when he plays him, but let's say it's day one. So he's only, Mike's only got um, seven games left. He's one game behind Alberta and he's lost to them. So in that seven games, he has to gain two games because if he ends up tied with them at the end of the week, he loses on the head to head tiebreaker. Would you rather than so, play, play away? I know, I know. The, this is the world's format, and they try to m- monitor it. But would you rather it to be decided on the ice than in the stat sheet? Uh, yes, yeah, I really would. As, certainly, as a competitor, I really would. But I understand what's happened here. And, and Curly Canada is between a rock and a hard place. And I, you know, I've been pretty vocal about them when I competed. But they're starting to do some very good things. And what they've done here is there's there's too many teams to begin with, but. There's too many teams for a good reason. They're trying to, their job and their sole job is really to get the best representative out of this championship to go on and hopefully win a medal for our country. Same with the Scotties. So by adding Team Canada, Gushu, that's a pretty good team. By adding three wildcard teams, they're all really good teams. So we bolstered the field. Unfortunately, it's four bigger than it was in my day, but they're four great teams, and therefore you're almost guaranteed a phenomenal representative, and that's really the job uh, in Canada. Okay, uh, Russ, I, I just need you went to 14 Briars from 1980 to 2009. Uh, what was the uh, average amount of times Russ Howard didn't have a voice by the end of the Briar? <laughs> 
once I joined TSN, I, I didn't know that they had a pool on Russ Howard's voice. <laughs> and uh, the over, over and under was Wednesday night, so uh, about halfway through. <laughs> uh, so uh, especially when I was out here, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uh, stick up for myself. I, you know, I lived in Ontario, way more humid, and you come out here and you can't you can't uh, breathe for the dryness. Calgary last week was horrible. So I think that was the real problem, not self-inflicted. Well, I remember I was with a, my grandmother took me to the 92 Briar and Regina at the Agrodome. Uh, you were there at that one, made the final, and right. uh, that was one of the ones where Russ Howard lost his, lost his voice by the weekend, that's for sure. I remember that clearly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Russ, uh, thank you for uh, joining us once again, and I know we'll uh, see you around the Brandt Center over the next 10 days. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Uh, if there's any tickets left, get them now. Absolutely. You can win some tickets on our Facebook page as well uh, by answering some trivia questions uh, for the Briar. That's Russ Howard, a champion, world champion, and a great analyst on TSN. Champs and Chumps next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You two are winners, big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on. You're smashing. You tried your best. And you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. Ah, you're a bad person. Each and every day, one chump and one chump on the green zone. Uh, the chump, uh, we're going back to uh, Fanatics and Nike on the uh, uniforms in Major League Baseball. Uh, they're see-through. They look cheap. Oh, there's a new one. There's a new one. The St. Louis Cardinals jerseys, the gray tops and the gray pants are different shades of gray. They don't match. Like, just that slight difference. How, like, what? You, you, how is that even possible uh, to have the pants and the shirt don't match the color when it's just gray? You're just working with gray people. They couldn't even get that right. Uh, so there's the chumps. The champs, the professional women's hockey league, I really like their playoff format that they can pick a team, but also for the t- number one draft pick, it will be based on the points you gain when you're officially eliminated from the playoffs. The team with the most points when they're officially will pick first overall rather than a lottery or anything like that. If that would have happened in the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks might have been able to pick Connor Bedard, so I like that rule. Time now for the Green Zone one-minute drill. Busy night in the National Hockey League. The Toronto Maple Leafs on the ice against the lowly Arizona Coyotes who have lost 13 straight. Sheldon Keefe, the head coach of the Leafs, fined $25,000. The Canucks take on the LA Kings. And a reminder, we're live from the Briar tomorrow, 2-6. to Come on, swing on by before that 6 o'clock draw. It gets started with Saskatchewan against Prince Edward Island. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon from the Briar right here on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Sports on the Green Zone for Saskatchewan Athletics. The Green Zone with Jamie and Drew, 980 CJME. Saskatchewan Blue Cross is making it easier than ever to get personal health insurance guaranteed. You can purchase a plan online in minutes. No questions asked, no exclusions, no waiting periods. Just the coverage that you need when you need it. With a guaranteed acceptance plan from Saskatchewan Blue Cross, you get comprehensive protection, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Visit sk.bluecross.ca slash guaranteed to buy your plan online today 
and get the coverage that you deserve. Terms and conditions apply. We interrupt this moment for a special public service announcement. This is Cal from Cowtown, and I'd like to be serious for a second. Far too many dogs and cats in this city have become addicted. Addicted to high-quality, tasty, and truly satisfying pet food from Cowtown. The media is not covering this story because they don't... We interrupt this special public service announcement for yet another public service announcement. Cow again with a serious question. Are you looking forward to picking up all that dog poop this spring? When you feed your pet poor quality pet food, they will poop more. Lots more. Your pet will be chiller if they eat more meat with less filler. Please shop at Cowtown and just say no to that grocery store pet food. Think about your pet and all the... We interrupt this second special public service announcement for a different message altogether. In town, out of town, for the best pet food for dogs and cats, it's got to be Cowtown. Cowtown Canada on Facebook. Hey, I got a PSA for you. Don't stand downwind from a cow. 980 CJME. News. Talk. Sports. A Rolco radio station. 